0: Botswana's lessons in the face of heightened external volatility. From over thousand one hundred cities and one hundred and twenty eight countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good Morning Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. How has Botswana managed to tame inflation while overcoming the tension between monetary policy and fiscal policy, including in the context of a crawling peg? What should be the role of a central bank in tackling structural challenges and supporting long-term development goals? These are some of the questions Moses Pilalo, former governor, Bank of Botswana, answers in this episode. How are you able to contain inflation in a period where most countries were struggling to keep up with runaway inflation?
1: Nobody is going to suggest that aggregate demand management is a very easy thing. These are very difficult times indeed. And so in the context of Botswana, first, I think it's very important to understand that uh, our primary objective is really price, domestic, you know, price stability. And of course, we define that as a sustainable level of inflation that is within three to six percent medium-term objective range, and we, we have a, a medium-term forecasting as the primary role. So, indeed, we experienced a huge shock in 2022, and inflation peaked at about 14.6%, uh, and, and it was projected to remain above the 3 to 6% in the medium term. So, what we, we also saw that inflation expectations were also going to be higher than what we wanted inflation to be so in that context uh, we decided to increase the policy rate we call it monetary policy rate cumulatively by 151 basis points over time and 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 of course uh, this was to anchor uh, you know expectations as i said but of course uh, we did pause and and you right you observe that we paused and the reason for that is that uh, there were several things to take into account. First, I think the deterioration in the inflation profile and and the expectations clearly had to do with the supply side shocks. But if you look at, for example, the output gap was was very much negative, negative. And, and and in any case, in the context of these supply shocks that you know about globally, regionally, and, and elsewhere, there is very little that monetary policy action in yourself could actually. Uh, influence uh, that and so that is really uh, the most important thing but of course also we, we, we implemented monetary policy to safeguard the financial stability uh, and, and that's another important uh, issue uh, to bring in. So I mean if you could just a little bit more granular if you look at the inflation uh, in Botswana this was driven mainly by adjustment of what are called administered prices and these con- constitute about 30, 33% of the, the, the CPI. And, and so there were a lot of adjustments. What kind of prices are we talking about? This is fuel. Um, fuel prices. Fuel prices in the main. Uh, and, and I think that's about 10% of those administered prices that I talked about. So those uh, really were the ones that were responsible for this. There was also domestic resource mobilization, lots of prices that were suppressed for some time, and these were adjusted upwards. And so that's also uh, obviously caused a problem.
0: How do you manage the tension between monetary and fiscal policy?
1: Mineral production and diamonds in particular are very important for Botswana economy. And therefore, this whole question of commodity prices, and as we all know, they are very volatile, and that can present a challenge. But for Botswana, the governance architecture that we put in place to deal with these issues have really been very helpful. First and foremost, I think it's very much uh, prudence in terms of our fiscal rules. This was very critical. And so one of the rules that we had was that the bulk of the diamond revenues had to be used for development. You basically come up with a fiscal rule that what you extract from the ground is going to be very much generating growth and spend on infrastructure, education, health, and those sort of things. And then you become really deliberate and focused and very disciplined in terms of the approach. And so you come up with lots of things that are going to make sure that you deal with that. And that's why, unlike elsewhere, uh, where there had been problems of resource cares and so forth, in Botswana we are able to mitigate this uh, very, very carefully to make sure that uh, in the fiscal policy, uh-huh. uh, we have expenditure rules, we have fiscal rules, we have debt limits and so forth that are very tight and control us to make sure that we just don't consume everything that we extract from the ground, but we also save for future generations. Yes, implementation capacity is an issue, but I, it's, it's, it's the development the national development plans and what we are trying to do in terms of fiscal sustainability. So, so the, that is one of the key ones that come in. But of course, you know, the reason why we have had many surpluses in Botswana, fiscal surpluses, is, is part of the uh, implementation capacity issues that you are raising. <music>
0: a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Telecommunications group MTN Nigeria on Monday reported a 16.3% increase in earnings before interest taxes, depreciation and amortization to 907.9 billion Naira during the nine months to September 30th, 2023. During the nine-month period, MTN Nigeria's margin decreased by 2.4 percentage points to 51.2%. The company, in a trading update, said that to manage the forex paucity prevalent in the Nigerian market, MTN Nigeria uses lines to fund the establishment of confirmed irrevocable letters of credit for its largely US dollar denominated network capex investments that sustain revenue growth. MTN Nigeria holds naira denominated cash cover with banks to support these facilities. The liberalization of the forex management resulted in a 68.5% increase in the exchange rate from 461 naira per dollar In December 2022 to 777 naira per US dollar at the end of September. Meanwhile, during the nine months to September 30th, 2023, MTN Nigeria added 2 million subscribers, an increase of 4.8 percent to total 77.6 million mobile money subscribers. In a quick trip around Africa in Botswana, Moody's Investors Services recently affirmed Botswana's A3 rating and maintained its stable outlook. The agents indicated that the country's credit profile is still exposed to fiscal shocks stemming from disruptions in the global diamond industry. However, Moody's is of the opinion that Botswana is relatively shielded from these risks. The U.S. Development Finance Corporation is backing African data centers for a new data center to be built in Ghana. The first phase of the construction in Ghana will begin in 2024 and will cost 50 million U.S. dollars. The money will come from the 300 million dollar loan already in place between the DFC and ADC to build and expand data centers in African countries where DFC is interested. The go ahead for a of its kind data center in Ghana comes after DFC approved 83 million dollars in august of 2022 for south african-based adc which operates facilities in kenya and nigeria to expand data centers in its home country thank you for always waking up with us good morning africa is a product of the k financial if you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories visit the website that is okay and don't forget to subscribe you can also find us on all social media platforms at the k financial and you can find me at with the